Welcome to Talking Sons, the only Dungeons and Daddies podcast made by fans of the show. Dungeons and Daddies is a podcast about four dads who are teleported to the fantasy realm to reclaim their sons. This isn't their podcast. You should go listen to it because we don't care about spoilers and we'll spoil everything, including your mother. She's a sweet lady and deserves it. Call her. Talking Sons, episode one, Lawful Stupid. Music goes here. Ding, 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 ding. All right. So my name is Jamie and my dad fact for this week is that I would totally rock socks with sandals, except that my wife won't let me. She (laughs) is cool with letting me do the sandal thing. uh, And she loves me to death. And we have a wonderful marriage. She loves, you know, she loves me so much, but she doesn't socks and sandals love me. So she lets you wear socks and she lets you wear sandals. But if you combine them, she's filing for divorce. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's just, boom, you bring them two together, and yeah, it's, you know, I guess the fire's out. Too much daddy in one place. The dad is too strong. Uh, I'll keep wearing her down, though. Someday, someday I will strut in there with, with socks and sandals, and she'll supposed to be like, why, why do I even bother? Socks, sandals, and a Speedo. Or nothing else. You could, you could, yeah. <laughs> or, I like the speed because this is a, a Dungeons & Daddies fan cast. Uh, you could go full Anthony Birch and go uh, the Speedo from Borat. You could just go the full crotch thing. What's it called? Or the dads from Lords of Chaos and just fucking strip down everything except for the socks and sandals. Yeah, no. I, so I probably couldn't do that because, like, have you ever been naked wearing socks? No, I've never been naked. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your dad fact? <laughs> Hi, I'm Nikki, and I've literally never been naked. (laughs) My name's Kelly. Uh, My dad fact of the day is that uh, I always dress my dog in different bandanas because it makes him look less threatening. What kind of dog do you have? Yeah, he's a he's a seventy pound pit bull. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, that'll do it. He's just a good big boy. Yeah, they're adorable. They're the best. And he's my son, so it fits. You know. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. My other dad fact is that I'm baby. <laughs> that, that wasn't, yeah, that wasn't really a fact. That's just kind of your job title. Yeah, it's my job title here on this podcast where we have job titles. Uh, hi, my name is Luke, and my dad fact for this week is actually more of an observation after uh, re-listening to the first episode of Dean and Daddies for our first episode. Um. I'm really concerned about Daryl and Henry's relationship after the first episode. Um, it's been several in-game weeks since they kissed last, and I hope that they can reconcile what, over whatever issue is in the relationship and get back to making out for the slate of hand rolls. So that would be my hope going forward for Dean and Daddies. Physical affection is a vital part of any relationship. <laughs> Honestly, I'm right there with you. I mean, they do bicker like an old married couple. And I will abstain from giving my opinion on Carol in this episode. Oh, that is oh, that geez. is that is a whole stinky baby. We're just gonna kind of bundle that one up and hand it off to mom for another episode. Nikki, you are baby, but not stinky baby. I'm changed my mind. I want to be credited as stinky baby. <laughs> We're gonna hand off Nikki to mom. We will always hand you <laughs> off and then bring you back in another episode. Yeah. Bye guys. I'm out. <laughs>
I'm stinky. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on, because there's something to move on to. Uh, we are going to discuss this most recent episode. So that way, if you're just listening to this podcast out of the blue, uh, we just finished listening to the episode where Daryl completed the uh, the Blood Pact. And did they did they win for the game of Four Nights? Oh, spoilers! Yeah, by the way. yeah, they did. Well, not win, but they're like still alive. They're one of the five teams left. If there's five teams left at this point, yeah. Except CERN kind of killed one of the announcers and then announced that he was changing the rules, and now the rules are unchanged back to the original five. Yeah, I assume because Anthony wanted, doesn't want to run four nights anymore, which like I don't blame him. That magic item that slipped by Anthony's radar about the the two teleporting orbs that can touch everything else except for each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony did not realize that was a gay joke until after reading about it on the Reddit forum. It was a gay joke. It to- it it's totally a gay joke. Um, it's a reference to I'm guessing porn or sexual acts where if the balls touch then it's gay that's just the oh. <laughs> bro do you think henry and <laughs> henry and daryl do not know no let me say the sentence let me say the fucking sentence do you think henry and daryl touch balls <laughs> yeah they've definitely done at least a moon landing which is just when two bare asses connect to each other I just call that Tuesday night. To be fair, they were stripped naked when they were going down that elevator in the tower in like the third or fourth episode or whatever Yeah, it was. Lords of Chaos. Because they did wake up naked. So there is a few minute like time gap where that could have happened. Absolutely. I think that we've stumbled onto canon once again. <laughs> Archaeologists of canon digging this stuff up. It's real now. Yeah, the, the, the doors close in the elevator and they just go like, you want, you ever wonder what touch and butts with the dude is like? And then they do it and they're like, yep. And then they shake hands and then they move on. I, I mean, if you're going to be in a position where you're naked with another man and have to occupy the same square meter or whatever, butt to butt is probably, I don't know, the most manly way to make contact besides, I don't know, holding hands or kissing. We have strayed so far from our episode recap. <laughs> what was this episode? This episode was they they won. CERN is now just a sad lizard man. He is no longer trying to kill them because they hugged him so good. And let me just say, horrifically stressful. I almost I almost cried every time when he said, you can kill me. I have nothing left to live for. It's like, oh, damn. Yeah, damn. Damn, Anthony. We got really attached to this lizard character. Yeah. Why Why are you making me feel things? I'm not supposed to feel things. Make me laugh, funny man. Oh, anything else important happened this episode? This is where Grant did the thing where he became not really Grant anymore. Yes, he successfully climbed inside of the Chimera. Not actually. He teleported, teleported inside within. the Chimera. And using those slippery shoes and a, an axe, a sword, yeah. whatever, he uh, just spun around a lot and then exploded it. And now he is no longer Grant. I was also impressed that Matt had to explain everyone else to everyone else how old school can openers worked. <laughs> that was a horrific uh, experience. I think I uh, said in the chat, 
I was like just really trying to decipher what the fuck he meant by like a tuna can. And now I think I might just start describing things that have nothing to do with how you open a tuna can, you know, like a tuna can, you know, when you just twist off the top to, you know, pop it open, you know, like a tuna can. Yeah, no. So it's, it's super easy. What you got to do when your car is covered in bugs is you just got to, you know, take a brush and scrub it off like opening a tuna can. I had to take off my bra and it was so complicated. It was like opening a tuna can. I don't really know. <laughs> I thought you were just telling us an anecdote about right now. And I was like, okay, we're a weird choice, but you know, I'll take it. Weird flex, but okay. I mean, yeah, I'm not wearing a bra, but that's not the point. You're so brave. You're, you're like the anti-Ron. You are not only wearing a bra, you are taking one off right now, too. I'm in both states at the same time. Would girl Ron just wear a lot of bra? No, because no, pants are not no. the equivalent of bras. So it'd still just be pants. He might wear janties, though, if he was girl Ron. You're welcome. Janties. I hate the word panties. That's not a tangent for now. Anyway, oh, it's things are happened, but yes. Is that a stinky baby from a stinky baby? Yes. Also, I have no idea what janties are. Wait, what did you just say? Janties. Jean panties. Why does that exist? <laughs> yeah, they're just jean textured underwear, I guess. But they are cut high up on the waist so that you definitely look like you're wearing mom jeans under your mom jeans. Uh, I mean, you gotta, well, you know, it's all about containing the muffin top. This does seem like a good way to do that. And then you wear low, you wear low rise jeans. Yeah, this is this is how you if you, you know, we all we all get a little bit older, we all get a little bit rounder. And this is this looks like a way that you can continue to wear your your low rise jeans and not have a muffin top. Yeah, just have high waisted jeans underneath. Oh, yeah. Powerful. Anything else important happen in this episode? <laughs> um. <laughs> No, I think I think that's about it. Can I? Okay, so then if we're talking about this episode really quickly, why did he have? Why did Grant have to put on the 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 shoes that are hydrophobic to go into the stomach? Couldn't he just be in the stomach and then just chop stuff up? He could, but the shoes ensured that he would like spiral out of control like a gyroscope in there. I get that, but he could just like hack his way out that's the whole point well he could but i feel like that this is a way of of first of all doing it in a way that is you know guaranteed not to fail because it was just like anthony could have been like well the blood pact is fulfilled because your son is now eaten by a griffin or what is it chimera 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 yeah and it's like he is now being digested because you sent him to the upper intestine hmm. okay i guess that makes sense also, Anthony, like in the in the Talking Dads episode, Anthony did say that he wasn't prepared to let them do be like, yeah, you got to kill something and you got to change it now. But because of how they did it, it was so horrific. Anthony was like, no one is going to come through this experience unchanged. That is true. OK, fine. You win this time, Anthony Birch. <laughs> so moving on. uh Hey, I think we have a sponsor this week. Whoa, already? That's impressive. Yeah, word moves fast. Damn, we are so tight. We've only been around for like 30 seconds and we already have a sponsor. It's great. Who is our sponsor? <laughs> this week's Talking Sons podcast is brought to you by the fine folks over at Payton's Gym. 
Are you bored with your muckraking childhood? Do you yearn for excitement beyond chasing a rat for your next meal? Head on over to Peyton's Gym to train for the UFC. That's right, Peyton's Gym is an officially licensed Unfortunate Foster Children training facility. With the latest in trees to punch, logs to lift, and more trees to punch and or stab, Peyton's Gym will get you ready for your next fight at exciting venues such as Bullywogs, Club Kobold, and a field somewhere? In the words of Peyton's Gym's owner, Peyton, I'm not just an owner, I'm a coach, baby! Fucking get it! Yeah! Jesus Christ. Wow, thanks, Peyton. Whoa, that was incredible. It's like he was in the room with us. He might still be here. Honestly, he's small. He could be yeah. anywhere. He might just be like, I don't know, he might be rummaging through the garbage can or something. He's got a father now, okay? He's not that low, all right? <laughs> Skipping right along uh, for Conspiracy Corner, because Glenn Close loves his conspiracies, we got to talk about The Lance. He showed up early on, early on in the series. He was the first big bad that the guys fought, but they didn't fight. It was more of a, I don't know, RPG challenge. And because of that, they were left with the first complication of the series of the Blood Pact, which we'll talk about later. But what I wanted to talk about now is who is the Lance? What does he do? Why is he so terrible at slavery? Will he show up again? Is he working with the guys in purple? Let me hit you with this. Does he look like Lance Bass? Oh, shit. I mean, we got Boreanis in this. I feel like we can branch out with celebrity endorsement. Maybe. But at the same time, I feel like that if Lance Bass was there and smooching was going on, there there might have been a misaimed kiss. He can't be that good looking of a guy. Maybe Henry was trying to aim for Lance Bass, but slipped and hit Daryl. Also, Beth would have 100% known that he was Lance Bass. Mm, that's true. And well, when Ron was addressing him, he did say that he looked a lot like Clint Eastwood. So, Oh, true, true. He probably looks a lot like Clint Eastwood canonically. Now, is it just Clint Eastwood? Now that's now now hold on. Oh well, now we're uh, opening up a different sandwich bag here. Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood with the Lance Bass hair. Okay, because it's not just Clint Eastwood because it looks like Clint is East the, the Eastwood. But it's not, but here. with Lance Bass but tips. With Lance Bass tips. Anyway, <laughs> other things. I don't know any Lance Bass trivia. Otherwise, I make like some sick jokes here, but I don't really know any. Yeah, I didn't know who that was until I Googled it, so. He has very cute twins, I think. Oh, good for him. Henry? Okay, Henry looks like Lance Bass. Now, this is canon. <laughs> <laughs> what does he look like right now? Honestly, he's still a snack. You know what? Okay. You and Jamie, well out of our depth here. Yeah, no, I, if you can't say anything intelligent, don't say anything at all. Then I shouldn't be talking. Hello. Oh, the rare self burn. burn. Okay. Do you have any uh, Lan the Lance theories, Jamie? I, what What I want to talk about is why is he such a terrible slaver? He caught all four boys, sold them into slavery, and yet none of the boys were actually rescued from slavery. Yeah, they did. They they didn't stay in slavery for very long. Oh no the the whole slavery system doesn't appear to have very good inventory control. Yeah, I mean, just I'm just really trying to th racking my brain. They were only there. 
the first two they got they got to the twins first and the twins had already risen to such power that they had become the lord of chaos so yeah just a really terrible also system. take into consideration that at the beginning of like the first episode after they came out of the portal the dads woke up at least several days later to upload up to like a couple of weeks later like yeah. after the kids had been taken and everything they had been blacked out for a while and then they woke up and at that point three and his buddies came back along and we're like oh we're gonna take these guys and that didn't really work out for them so the kids had time to do other things like possibly escape or something happened to the slaver or whoever had taken them or bought them or whatever so there was time enough for stuff to happen in between the dads waking up and starting their stuff with the lance and like the kids escaping or whatever happening there i mean yes but none of the sons were together so all of this happened at four independent separate events i think personally i think the lance probably could not handle the chaos that was all four boys four five boys uh in the same kind of general vicinity so he wanted to get them away as quickly as possible so that can kind of go for like the Here's why he didn't really like check his sources on like the people he was selling these boys to. He was just kind of like, please, for the love of God, get these boys out of my house. He was blue light specialing them. He was definitely like, look, I'll give you the twins for free. Because <laughs> like, I think timeline wise, even if they were out for like a few days or maybe weeks, the, the, the twins would have to break out the fastest and then rise to power. So like one impressive two, the Lance was probably like, I will literally pay you to get these boys out of my hands. <laughs> They're probably just like stabbing him a bunch with like things they found around the house. Or just, you know, punching him repeatedly. Over power! And over. <laughs> Shackle power, go! Duel mode! Oh, and, the, and then one would just pick up the other by the shackles and swing him around. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't think he's working with the purple bitches. I mean, I asked the question because I wanted to see if anyone was like, yeah, he's definitely working with the purple guy, except that the the man in purple, if he was working with them, he just would have, you know, handed them over. So it seems like the purple guys are like very like dream world tied. So, I mean, even if he was working, the Lance doesn't seem like a very bright man so he probably just didn't even know if the pipper guys were like yes give me the kids that he'd be like i don't fucking know how to get him to you so um tough shit i'm gonna make a buck and i'm, and I'm gonna sell them all over the place yeah because fuck you i gotta move this product probably yeah because because it's starting to smell <laughs> like kids nick has not showered in like like pre forgotten realms too and and like nobody in the forgotten realms knows pot because they haven't brought it up yet so he just walked oh in. god he probably smells so bad like he just walked in and everyone was like is there a skunk also the dads also probably smell really bad because they have not changed or showered can we have a 10 minute shower scene in the next episode Daryl had, uh, I think he had like wet wipes and napkins in the, um, oh my God, what's the little drawer called in your car? Glove compartment. Yeah. Uh-huh. There. That only gets you so far though. Yeah. And I've, I've heard that referred to as like anti-monkey butt. Cause monkey butt is when you're just sitting there and you're like smelling, you're like, is that my own ass? <laughs> The answer is usually yes. Daryl has obviously been in that position previously. Otherwise, he wouldn't have the wet wipe in the glove compartment. Wet wipes are always helpful. 
Okay, so conspiracy theory is the Lance is just a random schmo who happened upon some merchandise that he wanted to move and offload it at a loss because it was also terrible. And is this going to be the last we'll see of him? Is he going to show up again? I don't think he wants those kids back. I, I don't think he wants the kids back, but I do think there is a possibility that he could show up again. At the end of the episode, the part of the bartering ship to get the information on the kids, which didn't really work out, and they had to like slap the book out of its hand or whatever. Or no, they teared the page out. Was to give them Daryl's phone with Snake on it. And that has a very short battery life, and he can't charge it. So he may or may not feel like he's been gypped. Yes. <laughs> It's it is the Nokia though, so even if it's playing Snake, it'll last for a you know a few days depending on usage. Yeah, I'm old enough to have one of those old phones, or I had it, and you could go about three days between a charge with fairly heavy use. <laughs> yeah, if you were uh, high school Kelly going to a debate tournament, you can see you can see high school Kelly playing around with a Nokia using Snake all the time. Because I was terrible. Yeah, I never, I never had a Nokia though. I had the, well, I didn't have the Nokia brick. I had the Motorola V60i, which was like the tiny little flip phone, and that was right as the size of cell phones kind of bottomed out, and they were making fun of it in like Zoolander with a tiny little phone. I will uh, graciously abstain from this conversation. Ah, uh, yes, Babby. Or Babby, we're talking about phones that are older than you are. I did buy a Nokia for a cosplay though. It's somewhere around here. I feel like that makes it worse. Do you do you keep it by the door in case like someone shows up on your doorstep with like threatening intent and you need something to bludgeon them with? It's like a lanyard. So if I do hang it by my door, I can kind of use it as like a mace. Is that the one that's on the flail? Flail, a flail. Excuse me. I could use it as a flail and really do some damage. Well, alternatively, you could hide something dangerous in a glass box next to your door and use an Nokia to smash through the glass. Oh, Another interesting technique. It's just a smaller Nokia. <laughs> yeah. <A> slingshot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Cat 9 Nokia's. That fucker would hurt. You never know. You never know. That's all I'm saying. Just in case. Just so you have one. <laughs> Always keep one in your bedside table. Okay. So it sounds like we are fans of the Nokia. <laughs> Transitioning on. That was super smooth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> transition <clears throat> please cut that uh fandom plug where we're not all about dungeons and daddies um what you know kind of one or two sentence blurb what are you guys enjoying this week can i go first no. fuck you um i am obsessed with paul rudd's new show on netflix called living with yourself it is really awesome work and just paul rudd and ashling b are absolutely insanely great performers throughout the entire thing so i'll probably be watching it again soon if anyone wants to talk with me about it i will watch it it's on my list yeah same i have just been uh incessantly watching criminal minds for the past like month or two um so i don't have any capacity for anything new uh so if you're in the mood to get uh caught up with 14 seasons of criminal minds before season 15 comes out like i am doing uh cannot recommend enough it's very depressing <laughs> perfect i gotta get there I'm, I'm chugging through season four right now i gotta keep going this week funhouse just put out their their new show this week uh arizona circle it's like their sketch comedy series that they just started i watched the first episode tonight it was pretty good 
uh, it was kind of what I expected from them. So if you enjoy their kind of brand of kind of like dumb comedy, th- that would definitely be right up their alley. It's the first episode is the only thing that's out right now. So I think they're doing it weekly. I'm not entirely sure on that. But... They have a pilot that is free to watch on the Rooster Teeth website. Yes, and um, this week, the episode only came out for first members, which is Rooster Teeth subscription service. Uh, but next week, the first episode will be out for the public. I can't believe you beat me to shouting out Arizona Circle, but I guess that makes sense. What do you My whole other shtick is Funhouse. So yeah, watch that. I saw the first episode at RTX and it was incredible. And uh, if you watch until whenever CuckCon comes out, you might see a familiar face in scantily clad clothing begging someone to fuck her wife. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki, what the fuck do you do on that? That was internet? in real life, baby. <laughs> yeah, that... Oh my god. You're babby, though. I mean, I had to be scantily clad. It was required. It was the part. Yeah. Well, hmm. So. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho. Moving on. Uh, My my eternal fandom right now is Taskmaster. It is a BBC Dave production. And they are on, like, Series 9. Uh, and it's if you can get your hands on some Taskmaster goodness, go ahead and do that. Because it is such a good show. Because it's kind of like the this podcast, really. I, I like the similarity where you have a bunch of people who have no hope of ever winning. And you give them a task to do. And they have to figure out how to do it as best they can. Like one of the tasks that got me hooked was like hide a pineapple on your body. And so there's like a referee. And when he has to guess where it is, but it's, I don't know. It's one of those things. You had to be there. I've seen uh, not a full episode, but I've seen a clip of James Acaster on it. Uh, Seems very good. I didn't seek it out to try to find it here, but uh Maybe I'll harass my uh, my London friend into giving it to me. Okay. So <laughs> the main topic for the episode, I am smooth with these segues. Um, yeah. I can't even I tell. Am. Like, where are we? It's so natural. We are at the topic discussion. And I wanted to talk about the blood pact because that was kind of something that was looming over the dads this entire time. Ever since they met the Lance, lawful stupid Daryl had to be like, yeah, I'm going to do this incredibly stupid thing, and then I'm going to shake on it, because I'm lawful stupid. And that, you know, it did put a little bit of narrative pressure on the dads and kind of their direction and in, in trying to find Grant last. And their their idea was, we'll find Grant last, because we're going to find an answer along the way. And they found several opportunities to find an answer, and then just never actually tried for it just completely disregarded those signposts and were like, do, do, do. Oh, a man who has a book on everything? Eh. I'm going to get some folk songs. Realize an episode later that you could have done that thing. Listen to the glorious Oh, those Jesus tears. Mm. Mm, so good. <laughs> and and mm. at the end, it took literally Anthony, you know, kind of putting on his DM beanie and, and snugging it down around his ears and being like, I have an NPC who's going to be a voice post, you idiots. Here's how you beat the blood curse. I love Aaron O'Neill as the tactic of, oh my god, listen, here's the plot. <laughs> here's what you idiots missed. Now figure out what you're going to do about it. 
And the fact that she's a patron is just so good. And how they're tying in the Patreon-only like bonus content and funneling it back into canon is superb. Which I can't listen to. Feel bad for me. Sucks to suck. What was I going to say? I was going to say something that was going to be so smart and so like, oh, Nikki, I can't believe you thought of that. Oh my god, you're amazing. Don't worry, you'll think of it at like 2 a.m. tonight. Oh, every time they would pass up one of these opportunities to, um, you know, understand the blood pact and maybe, you know, get out of it. Specifically the Tower of Terry, when there were a bunch of books, and Daryl was like, huh, books. <laughs> and then kept going. I was so viscerally upset in real life. Uh, and it's a miracle that Matt Arnold has not killed me personally yet. Poor heart can't I'm so take weak. it. Yeah. And and Anthony gave them like every out in the world. He was trying to set them up with the wish deck. Well, and oddly enough, he's been talking on the discord about the wish card and the wish spell, which isn't it's not really applicable because the wish doesn't undo the card. That's the fates. Um, the wish just kind of creates something. But the wish would have worked because it could have been like, hey, I want to create in front of me grant skin so that i can eat it. oh my god that'd be so <laughs> that'd be so horrible can i interject and say now they're gonna need the wish card because aaron o'neill destroyed their library books oh and yeah. they destroyed hers conversely and they can't let ron so, get it oh my god they cannot let let ron put his hand on the wish card because he's gonna wish for something stupid and everyone i don't think anyone is gonna survive that i wish for another fanny pack of holding. I mean, hey, not too bad. I mean, I wish I knew what to wish for right now. And then it explodes, and then, oh. No, he's he would wish, like, some really dumb thing, like, I wish Cheers was back on the air. <laughs> oh, he'd wish for his frogs back. Oh. He would wish for Maggie and Richard back, but... Cheers is also really choice. The wish card would just be like, uh, okay, reruns are still on, you know, at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> his phone rings. It's his wife. Hey, Cheers is back on. <laughs> Did you see this shit? Weren't you going to be trying to find a portal or something into here? Yeah, but Cheers. <laughs> yeah, so I'm really excited to find out now that the Blood Pact is finally, like, sewn up for the most part. I want to find out how they're going to outfox the library because I have a feeling that is not going to be done in yeah, one that episode. Yeah, that tease of um, the eye in Daryl's hand. Ooh, ooh oh, like the chills. itchy palm. Itchy palm freaked me out. Yeah, Daryl's part of the of the uh, library colony now. <laughs> oh, that's, oh that's, shit! <laughs> yeah, that was from this last episode. We probably should have brought it up because it was a blink and you'll miss it moment. Where's my D four? Uh, hold on, hold on. Where's my dice? Hold on one second. Wait, there's things that we should be doing. Are you guys rolling dice? No. Four. Fuck. I dropped it on the floor. Two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was very damage worthy. I got two. I don't know how many total life I have, but um. Well, if we're if we're, go if we're going uh years based off of levels, we are definitely not level twenty five and or twenty one. Definitely not. Or thirty. <laughs> Fuck you. The blood pact is over. Um, where are the dads going to go from now? Like, what's their next step? 
they're going to Ravenloft, aren't they? To like fuck up these dudes. Oh, yeah, the the dudes in purple. All right. Yes, but before they do that, like I said, they're going to have to deal with the library because their books are due. And you don't want to get that card stamped or whatever. I think it's safe to assume that they're going to deal with that before they Yeah, it'll deal have to be at least within a few days of the end, I would think. So, all right. So for the dads, hopefully they get the wish card and wish for the books that were destroyed. Because Aaron so helpfully destroyed them. They also already recorded by the time we're recording. So fucking all bets are off here. We're giving suggestions to nobody. You you think you think they're actually going to listen to this? They're just going to be like, hey, here's a piece of crap that someone did and hand it off like a stinky baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, though? I'm not Beth May, and she's not here to send us out. More theme music goes here. It's that twangy, twangy guitar. Ba-dang, ba-dang, ba-dang. Uh, this podcast was created and produced by a smarmy group of volunteers. Talking Sons was mastered and edited by Nicole Agnitti. Oh, shit. I'm gonna have to cut that. I messed it up. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Talking Sons was mastered and edited by Nicole Agnitti. The theme music is Madness is Everywhere by Lobo Loco and was used under Creative Commons non-commercial license. Thanks for listening, and if you'd like to catch the next episode, please follow us on Twitter or Facebook via the Talking Sons handles, or just go over to TalkingSons.com to snag the next episode, or follow Nikki's Twitter. I'm not going to give you the Twitter handle, because I'll leave that as an exercise to the reader. If you would like to participate in this fancast, please consider bothering Nikki to the edge of human decency. It's what Anthony Birch would want.